everybody, welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. I am Mark. I am back. Clay, you are an all-star. I can tell this guy like two days before we're recording, hey, my wife wants to go to Disney. We're going to go to Disney. See you next week. <laughs> I think completely much- left me in the dark. And I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's figure this out. It's how I roll. I just leave you, <laughs> leave you high and dry. <laughs> Jeez, no, but it was, uh, you know, I I wanted to do a Q and A, didn't get a whole bunch of questions, but I, like you guys heard, have really been getting into Invincible, and it has been such a good read. I think today I will finally start the second compendium. I'm on issue forty eight. It has been awesome. From what you have read so far, do you agree with many people? At least, again, you don't know the full story, but do you? Can you see where people are talking about where it is, for arguably the greatest? Like, oh, so here's host. something you don't. I don't think I told you. I've read the last fifteen issues. Oh, okay. I, so I, you're, I you're, saw you're on, living. You're living like a prequel right now. I yeah. I saw online back in 2016 that invincible was ending and i was like that's something i've always wanted to get into because i even said it on the podcast i had the chance to buy an invincible number one when it was selling on the shelf uh and i chose not to because i looked at the guy on the cover and i was like yeah he looks like a superhero but nah. It doesn't say DC or Marvel. That was oh. how stupid I was back in the day. Dude, I did that with The Walking Dead. I opened it and I said, oh, a comic book, black and white? This is stupid. And I just put it right <laughs> back on the shelf. And then, like, two well, years it's later. It's funny that you say that because because I was looking at it. Walking Dead and Invincible came out pretty close together. Oh, yeah. Like, within, like, two years? I, I think, think it, I think it's clear. To, uh, I, th- I think I think it's good to say that for a long time, Robert Kirkman had no friends. Oh yeah, yeah, he was just in his freaking office, just like writing the entire time. But I I, I will say when when I heard it was ending, I was like, okay, I'm gonna jump on this. I started at one thirty, issue one thirty, and went all the way through one forty four. Okay. Now, because of that, slight spoilers. There's a giant war at the end. That's all I'll say. So there's just a giant thing of fighting for 14 issues. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I was like, holy crap. I need to get on this. And I've put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And now, it's, of course, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very big commitment. It is. Now, I don't know if I will ever go into the Invincible Universe book because I heard even that has like a couple issues in it, like several. Mm-hmm. I think it's well over 20 issues on that one as well. And so like in all, you're looking at like almost a hundred and well, I was looking at the back of the compendium and it tells you like, oh, for for when it was released, I think it was like 2015. They're like, oh, here are all the trades that you can purchase. And there's still characters from this universe 
that have their own books. So this universe is well over 200 issues. Yeah. And you're just like, holy crap. So if you really wanted to, you could jump into an entire universe, which I think is awesome. But Mark Grayson is such a relatable character. He's awesome. I love the story of like his high school days going into college. Very relatable. Uh, not the superhero part, but just like deciding on you know what's important in life and all that stuff. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed it. Like to the point where I even said this is quite possibly the perfect comic book. Like I. I mean, I, 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 I feel so, man, it's just, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know Grayson's fate. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I remember that I, 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 like you, never read, and everybody was talking about that issue with him getting ready to go. And I'm like, all right, what's the big deal? Or, I mean, I bought the issue. And that issue, do you, I don't know if I was doing the show with you or this was still. Um, because it I'm, ended I'm so before bad. we started the show. Okay, no, but I'm talking about like the specific issue where the art and the gra- you know how graphic it is. It reminded me of when Guy Gardner fights fights Arkillo. Oh yes, it's it's something along those lines in terms of how graphic it is and how he goes. That I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, and that issue is what made me read read the series. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's really good. But so so you've been doing that. Um man, I I even I, did a small little like what if on Future State and we got a reply from Ryan Parrot himself. That was kind of cool. I got well, I, I mean, got Ryan, pr- Ryan Parrot on Green Arrow. That's uh it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I would dig it. Heck yeah, the yeah. what the one I'm getting more hyped on. Is because I was talking to uh, my buddy Fred, who used to do the the Indie Alley podcast, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, "Hey, Mark, are you are you excited about um, Sean Lewis taking on Superman?" And I'm like, "Wait, is this established? Like, is he taking on Superman even after Future State, or is it just Future State?" And he's like, "No, right now it's just Future State." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I, I mean, I like the premise in regards to John being Superman." And the idea of what he's going to do with Metropolis. Yeah. And he was talking about just how much Sean Lewis is like his favorite writer. And he kind of like recommended a certain comics for me to like read from him. Cause I think the only thing that I read from him was, I want to say it was Coyote. Yeah. I want to say it was Coyote, but then he recommended several other books. And I'm trying to see what it Coyote was. Coyote from Image? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to see uh, the, the, his book. Yeah. Bliss. He says another book is called Thumbs is much better. Uh, he's like Thumbs. The art is not the greatest. It's not. I remember Thumbs from when I worked at the comic shop. Yep. But he says that Thumbs, the, the story is great. And he says that one of the reasons that he believes that I will love him is. And this is one of the main reasons why. I love DC Comics is that DC tends to have a lot of, at times, religious undertones to it, mm-hmm. where, yeah. if, you know, I mean, like, if you know what you're listening to, then you'll you'll understand what the undertones are. And he has a lot of that in his books. So for me, that's a big plus. So I went to 
uh, in stock trades, and I ended up purchasing because my local store did not have did not have these books. Because unfortunately, my local comic book store, um, I think that they have kind of adjusted with the way comics are, where all they sell now are the big two. So Oof. they so they do not sell indie unless you unless it's either the big titles like if it was Walking Dead or like Saga, they mm-hmm. they got that one because they knew it was a seller. But if it wasn't and you wanted to get a current and you wanted to get a current title, it's one of those that you have to specifically ask for it and they will order it on Diamond. But it's not like I would never be able to find a back issue of indie comics. So I mean, if that's I'm gonna... a little depressing. Yeah, it's well. Let me, since I know your future life, and maybe there are other <laughs> stores that don't do that. I just know this manager personally, so I nice. I like to support him. But yes, I, I I know why. I'm assuming why you said depressing. That's that's not the case. Jeez, <laughs> my God, make, making my future very grim. Mark. So your uh, your mustache made a sad face. I was like, "Damn, I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so this is this is a pretty. I mean, this week had like a lot of books. Um, I read a book that was freaking awesome, and then I realized that I'm just reading like a one shot of a much bigger story that I had no idea existed, or maybe it was, but I just never paid attention to it. Which was the last god. I'm not going to talk about the the one shot the songs of lost children just know it's amazing and it that one shot was so good that it it made me get the get the main story so i went i went online and i bought issues i was able to find the single issues of 1 through 4 but then i couldn't find the other ones for some reason so i got those on comicsology just so nice. that i can be current and like I'm pumped to read it. So yeah, the last God songs of lost children. If you just want to read a one shot kind of folklore horror tale, definitely mm-hmm. check it out. It's it's great. It looked like a like a weird D and D like freaking uh, Masters of the Universe type story when the first issue came out, and I was just like, um, I'll wait. I'll see how it is. You know, see. Yeah, when I when I look at issue here. one, yeah, it's 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 definitely different in tone. Like if you look at even you know through the the press reviews, like if you look at this specific one, this has kind of um like a darker version of man. What I think they even made like a movie on it. You know, like that really sm- famous like children's book, like all the small things are. How all the small things are with like those weird little. Ewok looking dudes. Oh, uh, you're thinking about w- where the wild things are. Where the wild? Okay, Jesus. Okay, how the small things? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking <laughs> of like Blake 182. I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, small thing. I was listening to that the other day. I haven't I, heard them in a while. I was listening to actually the Adam song. I don't know why. I'm I'm normally a happy person, but depressing stuff. Love. I like love depressing stuff. Like oh, song about suicide, awesome! Give it to me. Like I, I, I <laughs> Jesus, I, I don't know why. I mean, that's literally what the Adam song is. Yeah, is it the Adam song or I miss you? No, I think it's the Adam song. 
that it's that's literally the what what the story's about, like the song. But for some reason, I I I get into it. Anyways, that's a weird tangent. So imagine kind of like that cross hatching kind of art style, like when I mean I've only seen the cover. Yeah. But for some reason, I can I made that connection, dude. It's freaking great. I would just read it and not even care about the main story, just because nice. it's a really good one shot of this really dark haunting tale but yeah i just said i was going to talk about it and i talked about it so we're <laughs> we're going to talk about suicide squad number 10 uh this was a book that not only uh well i mean if you haven't listened to our episode two episodes ago which were we had kevin who is somebody that we frequently talk about on the show because he dms us a lot uh we had a show with him where we talked about future state so yeah. i mean i still have some people dming me even fred Yesterday, asked me, he's like, hey, what exactly is uh, 5G? Stupidly enough, I answered him instead of just saying, well, check out our show, you little bastard. I didn't say that. I should have. But I would say that if you have not, go ahead. Two episodes ago, I don't remember what we titled it, but if it says Future State on the title, that's going to be it. Yes. We can actually look it up right now. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Uh, So with Suicide Squad number 10, I mentioned on that episode that Kevin... I believe Future State featuring the Bendis Buddies. That's the episode title. There you go. Uh, Clay is one half of the Bendis Buddies. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I think I can say with confidence that Ted Cord is Kevin's favorite character. It's either that Alan Scott or Max Mercury. But I want to say yeah. Ted Cord, based on his reactions on how Suicide Squad has been and realized I'm like, oh, they turned him into a Lex Luthor type. We're like, okay, let's see exactly what's going on. And we had a pretty crazy twist with with issue nine, uh, where mm-hmm. we were where it was revealed that Black Mask, uh, thanks to the gift by Apex Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. has, you know, this he's pretty much mystique now. Uh, basically yeah he's pretty much he's now he has the power that he could be like mystique and we realized hey ted cord is not a bad guy so we got the famous tom taylor twist this Uh, was a huge mistake on my part like on on on, for me in my opinion like almost backtracking it are you saying it in the sense that you wish Ted Cord stayed evil. Yeah, I I personally don't have that deep of a connection because my well, my well, my history not, with Cord is him getting shot in the head. So well, I don't no, have a deep neither do I of- neither do I. But just the idea of like because because I was talking to Jim the other day about you know there's not a whole lot of like new things coming out of DC and. Here's something new and different, and they're like, ah, just kidding. You know? Now, do you think that this was the idea, or because they canceled it, he just had to be like, hey, let's swerve it. Let's just kind of do status quo again. I feel like if he had more issues, it probably would have been longer. And if it stuck, it stuck, you know? Yeah. So, I could totally see it. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't know what was the bigger cliffhanger, knowing the black mask with the twist or seeing Deadshot get shot in the freaking eyeball, his one good eye. Uh, 
well, I mean, he's always using that eye for the scope. So I'm assuming that eye, maybe the other eye has cataract. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he shot him in his non-cataract eye. And you're like, okay, what's the twist? Like, is he not going to be dead? It, you know, well, it, it does. that does not seem to be the case based on how this issue uh, kind of played along. Uh, now, you did see a little bit of a... I'm, I'm surprised with the reaction that I got from Harley. It was nothing. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. This issue was a little bit of a disappointment to me. Oh, absolutely. It w- it's, it's something that Tom Taylor doesn't usually do. He missed the mark. I think he definitely missed the mark on this. You know, I was talking to my co-host of Batman News Weekly, and we said that this issue should have been a reaction to Deadshot's death with Harley's narration, like throughout the whole thing, because she's the one that has the most history with him. Yes. And all she does is put on his mask. I feel like Rosita, no, not Rosita. Osita. Uh, Osita. Osita was the one that had like a, a stronger reaction. And also, actually, the revolutionaries, because I believe it was Wink. No, is that Wink or Aerie? Wink. Aerie is the one with the wings. Uh, I mean, sorry. Wink is the one that can teleport. Aerie is the one with the wings. Okay, yeah. So Wink. I mean, Wink is Wink and Osita. If you look at their faces... When um, I forgot who's the one that says like Lawton, he's dead. It's the- Ari, yeah. Okay, oh yeah, Ari, yeah. She's the one. They, like they're the ones that have this big reaction. Here you're having Harley. I mean, maybe Harley's just in shock. Yeah. I mean, that could be it. But uh, it's one of those things. Like when you don't. I mean, there's one more issue. So when there's one more issue, I don't want to have a quiet reaction. If you can play off the effects of what happened, then okay. I don't mind seeing her not really show a reaction because I'm understandably, you know, this is the most human you'll see her. Mm-hmm. And she's in shock because in a weird twist away, they're family. So I get it. I just don't like Harley seeing... is going to be the new dead shot. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> 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 So it's going to be Quinshot? <laughs> God. Oh, writer's room. Hey. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill Deadshot. We're going to name his daughter Liveshot or Liveshot. And we're going to have Harley become the new shot. The Quinshot. DC Make it sucks, happen. Man. Make it so. Make it Make so. Make it so. Amen. I hate it. <laughs> God, DC is so frustrating, man, when I read them sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I, I found that these are one of those things where I feel like, okay, this book was rushed big time because of the way how easily the revolutionaries were able to handle Black Mask. So either the revolutionaries are freaking ballers and they're better than the Justice League at handling villains, or... Tom Taylor had no idea how to kind of end this threat. And, you know, they're just, you know, putting us in really weird situations. I don't know. And hey, who knew? 
uh, Osita smacks him in the face, and who knew that his face was actually um, like infused with the mask? So this is not a you didn't know, you didn't know that? No, no, I did, but I'm saying like the way that they reacted. They're yeah, just, Osita, oh, Osita was, did not I know. Not, I was not aware that this was infused. So that I, was, I was kind of funny. Yeah, so I mean, he looks very much like Red Skull. Yeah, right now, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's okay. I mean, this this issue. I don't know. I I guess I I liked the previous the, issue. And the one thing that I will be kind of upset at is, which I can already tell is going to happen, the ending of the last issue is going to be a very stereotypical funeral scene where we will get Harley's reaction, like her human, even more human reaction, where she's not in shock. Um, we'll have a nice narration, and then it'll end with the revolutionaries being like the definitive suicide squad. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I will just say this, people. Buy the comics that you enjoy. That is the only reason why this book is not making it to 12 issues. Like, we couldn't... It can't... I mean, I guess technically you can make a deluxe issue, like, trade. With well, 11. technically technically, it does have 12 issues because of the one annual, but True. still. Like, it didn't even get a number 12 issue. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. And this is with one of DC's... Well, actually, one of comics' most more prolific writers. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't even do that. So, I don't know, man. If, if you can't if you can't sell Tom Taylor and actually, like, Harley Quinn... And the name Suicide Squad, the, the, that name holds something. Yeah. There's an issue. So, the issue is you're not buying it. And... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I wish there was like a site just that shows you like how many books get pirated, because I'm sure Oof. that that number is probably much higher than what gets purchased. But overall, anticlimactic. Didn't really. I didn't really feel anything. I was kind of all I really wanted to see when I saw it truly show that he was dead, that we know of. Uh, was I was kind of wanting to see a Harley reaction. I think after seeing Harley, the way she was kind of like near the end of Joker War, it's just that's kind of more of a Harley that I would rather see. Yep. But, it, but it's, you know, I guess it's one of those things that, you know, you're not going to always get that. And I think that's one of the reasons why during like a character that I can care less about is Deadpool. But I absolutely loved Jerry Duggan's Deadpool during Secret Empire. Okay, yeah. It was, like, I don't know if you've read it, but it was... I've read bits and pieces. It was amazing seeing him being duped by, weirdly, someone that he respected, which was Captain America, and realizing what Captain America was ordering him to do with Coulson, and I'm forgetting, like, his police officer friend. I believe she... I don't know if she was a cop or if she worked with S.H.I.E.L.D., and what his mission was because of what Captain America, the Captain America that we knew and seeing him, I was like, Oh my God. Like I've never, I've always thought Deadshot was just an idiot, which I guess he is, but seeing him, I guess actually going through 
a difficult situation and seeing him actually ponder it and what it can do with the only good that he has surrounding him. I was like, ah, sweet. Love it. So if you want to read Deadpool with feelings, I guess read Jerry Duggan's stuff during Secret Empire. Yeah. Hot take. I mean, uh, this is unpopular, <laughs> unpopular opinion. I thought Secret Empire was awesome. That is... Um, I think it's a little bit more like of a welcoming opinion, but at the time, no, that w- that was very much a a hot take. So, okay, yeah, because I I thought it was stupid the whole Captain America saying Hail Hydra. Of course, the week that Rebirth comes out, uh, I didn't follow like what Spencer was doing, but I did read Secret Empire because of what we were doing in in Nation of Nerds. And I loved it, man. But I, I I think I just like polarizing work. I like work that I think like the more people get pissed off about it, I realize like, man, you're you're definitely hitting a button that people don't and I think that's why I like JMS's uh what is it, one more day? Is it I always forget one more day or brand new day. Which is the one that uh MJ makes a deal with Mephisto. Brand new day. Is that brand new day? I never know brand new day or one more day. I, I'll never know the title, and I and I don't care to Google to figure it out. I'm googling it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like there's something about man. I was like, I love that story. Like that's a that's a book that has stakes. Like it just felt real. Like it it meant something. I mean. Okay. So. So Brand New Day is in the aftermath of the status quo altering One More Day. Okay. So oh yeah. So One oh, More one Day. One More Day with you. It's a brand yeah. new day because shit's different. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> One More Day. Great. Loved it. I understand people didn't because they want MJ and what. I mean, what, I guess when I'm just not invested in big characters and in, in, mm-hmm. in these kind of characters – like reading a story that's just so polarizing that you know it like that legit changed everything pretty much until what Spencer's doing now with amazing and pitting them back together. And I don't even know. I I mean, I've read like the first arc, but I don't even know if that relationship is still like what it was back then. It, it is not because right now she is like still doing her dream of like being an actress and all of this stuff. Does and she still have connections with uh with Tony? Because wasn't she in like Iron Man for a while? Yeah, she was, but not right now. No. Okay. Okay. She is just now coming back to New York in the midst of like finally the biggest like the first like inklings of what was going on in Nick Spencer's Spider Man when he started. Yeah. It's finally coming to an end right now. Jesus. Okay. Three years. All right. So he's he's pulling up in this. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Sweet. So that was Suicide Squad. Now we're gonna get to the meat and potatoes of the books that we're gonna the 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 remaining two books that we're gonna talk about, uh, which is, I mean, this is four years in the waiting, man. The ending. Four, four years in the waiting, but. I don't know if you've been paying attention to our comic book Legion chat. 
we were tagged into a conversation about this. And it seems... The only reason why I know about it is because, yes, we were tagged, but it seems like you forgot which handle you were tweeting from. And since I have notifications (laughs) whenever a comic book Legion tweet comes out, uh, I was like, oh, okay. So Clay posted, let me go ahead and retweet something. Uh, And then I realized, he's like, you know he's agreeing with you. And I'm like, oh, God, I saw weird signs. I'm, I'm like, I know Jim is saying something. <laughs> so I'm like, I got I to gotta follow along. And, of course, it's another comic burrito. Um, like, Oh, take. man. And, and the big argument is, if you haven't noticed already, the book we're about to talk about is Three Jokers. Oh, so and, not, not Detective. Okay, let me change. I'm and the conversation is, does john's forget entirely or on purpose the idea of the ending of dark side war with the mobius chair should we we talk about the book first and then bring this up so we can or yes yes but just leave that in your brains because it's very important for the ending of the book but let's let's go ahead and talk about it so we're here book three john's oh god I don't know how to say his name. Now I'm all like conscious of butchering creators. Fabak. Jason Fabak. Okay. That's what I say. I, I I feel like I've heard you say Fabic before. And Brad Anderson. So this mm-hmm. is the team, and we have Rob Lay on letters. When I I looked at the first two pages, and I was like, oh snap, we are finally going to get like, okay, what's going on here? Like uh, my my conspiracy brain, by seeing first the criminal, then the clown, and the comedian, I was in my mind. I was like, okay, these are the three. Then I see all these other jokers. I'm like, oh god, we're gonna find out like these are not it or, or something. Mm-hmm. But then I think that all these other pages are just what you saw at the end of issue two and like that spa bath when they were all like just dying. Yeah, no, I saw that. So I was like, I thought this was confirming our uh, our theory. And I was like, I knew it. I was so upset when like I started to realize, oh no, these are all the people that just died in the pool. Yes. I I was I was a little let down as well. <laughs> uh, which led us to what I believe is the strength of this book is the di- I Jeff Johns nails the Bat family. Yes. I, I there there's no if, ands, or buts. Be, I, and I think that also Jason Fabak does an amazing job displaying the tension. I mean, he His... also he also has like the greatest like st- still face. Like I don't like stoic His, face. His facial expressions on characters that hide behind masks is awesome. Yes. Now, of course, you can see a little bit more of Barbara's face. But even still, you look at Bruce, you know he's angry. You look at Jason, you know his, you know, his facial, like he's upset or whatnot. Even in even when he's wearing the helmet, you know when he's pissed and whatnot. And it's like that doesn't even have wrinkles to show yeah. facial expression. It, it makes no sense, but it it's but you but you see it. I, yes. I, I do also gotta agree, like I appreciate that. Fabic took the time to take those attention to details that you actually see the scarring of him being hit in the face by the bar by the bars. Yep. And sometimes I feel like, you know, those things just get pushed to the side because people aren't going to notice that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I I love the tension between the Bat Family. I love the even though I guess it's it's always been something that's there. I like that they bring it to light. That you know, I don't think Jason understands, and Jason, I know, I, I think Jason does understand. But maybe the readers don't always put two and two together that he has Barbara and Bruce like in a horrible spot in regards to how they, in a way, they kind of have to allow him to continue doing like what he's doing, even if he kills someone, because if they bring him in, they're done. Yeah. And like, that's a really tough situation. I mean, like Batman gets it. I mean, I know that Barbara... I don't know if she got it, but it looks like she's at that point now where that doesn't matter. Oh, see, I think that she knows because here at like right after the cave or whatever, uh, you see Jason and Barbara together and you get freaking Jason freaking being a little high school kid. Uh, Can we can we talk? Uh, can can we talk pers- per- just like by ourselves? Like, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm like, sure it that won't happen comes. again. Like, and I'm just like Jason. No, just stop. Just this is so this this is hard for me to read. Jason, don't do this to me. And Barbara puts him right in his place, and she says, "If I have to, I will unmask." And I think Barbara knows. That she was the only witness. So, she would be the only person that has to unmask. Batman would not need to. Okay. I, okay. I in that it. instance, in the small instance of... Because, here's here's the thing. Well, I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Let's move on. Because there's there's a point that I want to make for the ending of this book that ties into this part also. Okay. So, so Batman uh, goes back to, I don't remember where was it? Was it, was it Arkham? Blackgate. 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 He's back there trying to learn a little bit more about Jill Chill. Why is Jill Chill gone? What does the Joker want to do with him? While inspecting his cell, he realized, Hey, Jill Chill has been writing multiple, multiple letters to Bruce Wayne. And, but would never, I guess, never had the courage. I think, I, I believe they said it. Like he just never had it in him to to send it. And I don't know why, but I got flashpoint vibes. Like I thought that I was going to get instead of it being the way that we do see it. That when Batman finds Joker and they're going face to face, instead of like hearing Chill's explanation. I thought it would have been something a little bit more intimate where Batman, only Batman would have heard like why yeah. or, or where he is now. I, I, I don't know if like, if you had an issue with the way it was revealed with pretty much the Joker, you know, that Joker interrogation thing that he's known for doing. No, I mean, not really. Um, I, I didn't get those kind of vibes from it. I was very like when when you see the what would you call him? Not the uh, I guess the warden of, of Blackgate. He says, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that 
freaking chill was a new man. Yeah. And that he, he, uh, and I think even Batman was like, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, oh, he said he didn't deny it, what he'd done. In fact, he tried to explain in these letters, uh, well, I guess we don't get to that point yet. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, he kind of just mentions that he's that you know he was just sick and he wants to repent. He goes, no, he was writing this way before, like he even started to get sick. Like, yeah, I think trying to drive in the idea that this oh yeah, I, I had scrolled a little too far. Yeah, that yeah. the different JoJo. Yeah, yeah, that it that it was yeah before all that. So, so you, you get that, and I was just like. Uh, this is weird. Like I got weird vibes from that. And I was like, is this still Joker messing with him? Like did Joker plan that far ahead? Well, I mean, and you kind of get that idea when he's scrolling through the letters mm-hmm. and he's seeing Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Batman. And yeah. now it's of course the theater at the Monarch theater, the Mark of Zorro. Like it's, you know, it's it's all coming back. And I mean, I think we knew that issue three was going to be I mean, honestly, this this issue this story was more about, if you thought about it, like Jason's trauma and how Barbara was dealing with Jason's trauma. It's still following along to this one, and now we're we're getting along to to Bruce's. Now, here's a question. So I see the theater. I see them go into the theater and then I see Barbara and Jason get jumped by all of these clowns, right? Mm -hmm. I immediately thought of Tynan's Joker war. Like, oh, immediately because he was taking control over all the, all the theater. Yeah. 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 Cause he was taking control of the theaters and he was like mind controlling or they didn't even freaking explain it. All those dead bodies. Remember? I mean, yes. I mean, I, I, I see that now. I mean, I didn't get... I was more along the lens. I'm like, my God, how many are they? Like, they just showed like 50 dead ones. Exactly. So, yeah, so, but I never I never connected since I just figured this was... This is... I mean, Johns is not going to do anything to connect to like Tynan. That well, I, no, I, I, I don't think so. But I did ask uh, my co-host for Batman News Weekly... Do you think, and this, I'm not accusing him of anything, so don't come at me with all this hate, but I'm saying, do you think Tynan had a glimpse of this script at all and got the idea I mean, from that? Because we know that writers share scripts. They're just like, hey, read this. What do you think? And then you'll hear somebody say, oh, I just read the very first issue of this that was coming out in like four months pre-order it now you know yeah i mean to so. me, i i don't have an issue because i i just think that you know people borrow from each other all the time i yeah. mean artists do it i mean all, almost every comic book cover that you see now it, it just seems to be an homage to a classic back in the day i mean i think that's just i mean I, i'm okay with it. i would have i would have been more bothered like if there was just man there's like nine themes that are the same <laughs> it's just different art but it's the same okay yeah. but something like that like i didn't even think of it i didn't even think of tynan or maybe i just don't want to think of joker war so oh that's <laughs> I, true i mean that that could be it too uh so i mean yeah we're we're here we're the criminal has joe chill 
in the meantime, I think this is when you start to, is this when you, well, actually, no, first they're having their conversation. And now when he is approaching and getting, cause I mean, Joe, I mean, Joe chill and Joker are all the way at the top while Batman's mm-hmm. on the bottom. So during the moment of him grappling and getting to that top is where a really cool splash page where you see Joe chill's face, uh, admitting to what he did and why he did it. And you're seeing Batman grappling up. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a cool image. I, all he needed was on his cape to say, I'm Batman. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's, and, and I get it. I mean, this is a guy down on his luck. I mean, it just seems like his world is completely crashing on him. He's got nothing. And he just happens to see uh, two people that are very well off and they're successful. They're happy. They have everything that they need. And, you know, it's just it's angry. And sometimes you don't know, you know, sometimes you do things that you regret. And when you're in just in a bad spot, it just so happened that they literally were walking in that alley on probably his lowest on his lowest day. Yeah. And, you know, not that I'm, you know, I'm not empathizing with what he did or saying like, I get it, but I can see it happening. Maybe. Unfortunately, I I mean, because people do things when they're mad all the time, but they just don't get to go to this length. It yeah. just so happened that Joe went to this length, which is which is unfortunate, but um, yeah, man, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't see this, this twist though, that of course you're getting the, the criminal he's just displaying and he's pretty much just saying everything. He's saying exactly why he chose Joe chill. Uh, now, did you like his reasoning for why he chose Joe chill? His reasoning was, well, what do you say exactly? Because I, I can't remember. I've read this like freaking days ago. Um, it well, was. No, I'm it, trying it, to find it. Yeah, he was just saying that because he wants to, because he wants to mean more to Batman. Yes, yes. It was. It was the fact that like Joe Chill basically created Batman. Yes, and. He was like, that that cannot be like your reasoning for being. It has yeah. to be me. Yeah. So he or says it, that Joe Chill means more to you than anyone. To me right now, all I am to you is undefined chaos. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, we always knew that Joker. I think like I, I've heard before that there's always been like a really weird like sexual tension that like Joker has for like Batman that I think he really does just like love him mm-hmm. in this very, you know, sick, sick way. Like how Hannibal loves like uh, and there will be more of that near the end. Oh, 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 for sure. So here we are. We're getting to those these moments where the criminal is about to um, lower Joe chill into, into the vat of the, of the, what's it called? The chemicals. Yeah. Which also like, I just want to say bravo for Joker in like being able in such a timely manner, move a giant vat of waste into a theater. 
I mean, it's pretty good. Like when you like the theater is huge in that case. I mean, like the logistics of getting all of this done. I mean, this is a lot of preparation <laughs> to straight up fill up a movie theater with all this chemical in the t- in the timely manner that they did. So yes, you have the tension of oh my god, what they're going to do this to Joe Chill. In the meantime, you're hearing Joe Chill's explanation. You have Barbara you know, going from one spot, you're seeing Jason on another spot. They're fighting. Gunshots are happening. Uh, and then... And the comedian, right? Yeah, yes. the comedian, he actually saves Barbara, shoots these clowns in the head, and then just to, like, get at her a little bit, pulls up the camera and says, smile, oh. and then runs away. And it's just like that he knows where the buttons are and he's just pressing them. He's pressing them. He's pressing them. He did it with Jason the last few issues. Now he's doing it with Barbara. And then we get this moment where uh, Jason uh, sees Barbara. He's wanting to help her out. And the comedian shoots him through the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Barbara saves him by doing the smile right back at him by smashing the camera right in his nose, which is crazy. I love these visuals. No, the love them. Amazing. And this is where we get more of the criminal Batman and Joe Chill. Uh, you know, we have uh, the the criminal actually has TNT strapped to his freaking chest mm-hmm. and. He he's he already knows like from from what he is telling us with like oh it hurts to laugh he is definitely old so he's probably done for he's probably gonna die soon so why not just go out with a literal bang and he's wanting to kill himself because Joe Chill will become the next Joker yeah. that he's what that's what he's planning yeah that was and, that was his end game yeah so uh, Batman is able to kick the the lighter out of his hand but it goes into the vat of toxic waste it blows up catches everything on fire and this is what makes this is like the ending of mask of the phantasm so much mm-hmm. with everything on fire the visuals it is the intensity so so good and so we get like this very epic catwalk fight between the criminal and batman which is uh, it's beautiful. gorgeous yeah. like with the silhouettes and everything gorgeous yeah. uh the criminal is still uh just mess well no sorry the comedian sorry comedian mm-hmm. is still messing with barbara with that stupid camera and then he just disappears and batman comes and he actually like saves joe chill from falling into the vat of waste mm-hmm. and is able to break through a wall. They're all outside. And so this is where I got a little confused. Joe Sill sa- Joe Chill says, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought that he knew that this was Bruce. But then Chill says, they talk about you in Blackgate. So I was like, okay, he just knows about Batman because he's been in Blackgate for 
30 years. I mean, pretty like much of Bruce's life. Exactly. So he wouldn't know about Batman like at all if it weren't for the people in Blackgate. So he's like, are you going to kill me? I deserve it. Like, it's okay if you do. And Batman says no. And he saves him again from a falling wall. Mm -hmm. He says, thank you. He says, you're welcome. And here's the criminal again. I I actually I actually really love when he says thank you, because you kind of have like if you look at the art, it looks like Batman has his neck raised. Like, I guess like in kind of like a, like a shock pose where it's like well, more up. shock, but he's still trying to keep the persona of Batman. Well, like oh, this yeah, like awestruck stonewall I'm, person. That's why I'm saying like, if you see it, it's the very up. next. Yeah. And, and then back into like that position of like, okay, he, he relaxes and he says, you're welcome. Like yeah. that is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, but we see, uh, the criminal, uh, he is getting ready to pull the lever on the bomb, and he gets shot in the head. Yep, he gets shot in the head. I thought it was by Jason. the comedian. I thought it was gonna be Jason. <laughs> if it was Jay, if he were to shoot another Joker this time in front of Batman, like I understand, like the argument would have been like we all could have died. I understand the argument that people probably would have thrown out there if it was Jason, but seeing that it's this Joker and he just drops everything. He drops the gun. He puts his hands up. He's like, okay, you got me. What's up? This this, this, this wasn't this awesome. And you're like, not only that. And, and also to geez. see that the TNT wasn't really even TNT. It was just like the stuff that you saw of the, like the 66 Batman, which was very yeah. Mickey, the, the bang. boom bang. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was I thought that that was a good one. But yeah, the take me in Batsy. I was like, oh, ah, it's the freaking comedian. So. Of course, the uh, the police get there, the firefighters, every it, it's a whole scene now. And Jason has the audacity to walk up to Barbara and say, uh, what about? a chance with us and i'm just like bro read the freaking room and stop being a child please for the love of god now the one thing that people are probably gonna argue against me which i totally understand because i genuinely like this part of jason or i like this part of writing for jason is for the fact he never grew up well, that, that's what I was just going to say. He never grew up. Yeah. So he never had the chance to mature. And so when you have moments like this, it shows it. And you're just like, I hate that you're saying this right now, but it's totally on point for who you are as a character. Yeah. So he walks away. And then we finally, finally get the answer that we already kind of knew. We have been saying this since the very first issue, but Gordon knows that Batgirl, or he knows that Barbara is Batgirl. See, so it's one of those things where you're hearing them talk, but it's that panel where he just says, like, he isn't someone you should be involved with. It automatically became like, that sounds like a dad. Yes. Like the the it there's no difference in lettering. There's nothing. That's just dad talk. Mm-hmm. 
and it was like that was cool because like i i hate when you have like really smart people and for some reason they're just really stupid like they can't tell the most obvious thing mm-hmm. um and so it's one of those moments that i feel like man he's known and it just seems like it well it kind of just seems like the theme of the story where it's like everyone knows it just doesn't matter yeah um but this very next part this entire conversation with Batman and Joker. Holy crap. Oh, okay. now, I, I thought you were going to say it was a bad thing. I thought this was awesome. No, no, no. See, the bad thing comes at I, I, page, I, I, I know what I know what you're talking about. At 40 at page 46 it all goes downhill. But let's we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. So we see Joker and Batman. They have this talk, and Joker is saying, uh, don't you feel better, Bruce? And you see that he oh. knows every single person. Dude, when he says all their names, I was like, holy crap. Where is it? He says... Uh, 42, Bruce Wayne, oh, yeah. Barbara Gordon, Jason, Jason Todd. Todd. You know, you know I, I know. But yeah. I don't care. I won't tell. The world can never know your true name. You might stop doing this if I do. I was like, oh, oh, and 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 Bruce knows it, so he asked the question, "What do you want?" And he says, uh, a couple panels down, uh, this is where it gets like really intense, and this is where I really, really love it. He says, uh, "The criminal was wrong. I am chaos. I am the devil. I am nothing, and you are everything. It isn't the Joker that is broken. It was the Batman." Broken by pain greater than anything I could ever do to you. So I convinced them that Joe Chill would be the perfect brand spanking new cr- uh, clown, of print, clown prince of crime. The man who sent Gotham to hell. Now, the only thing that I did not like about the conversation, I want to go back to it, is uh, where was it where he said... Uh, Oh, yeah, right here. He says, a defined Joker, one with a name and identity, why that ruins uh, the definition of me. That's why I regret making him. Or does it or does he regret making me? So Johns plays this idea of like, huh, you know what? No one has done it. Freaking what's his name that made uh, the movie? The Joker has done it. Mm -hmm. Now it's my turn. I'm just going to play this card to where it's your decision. Was he a clone? Was he created? Was he just brainwashed? Is this actually the real Joker? Is this the Joker that we've all known? Like, this is the one thing that upset me. Was like, there was no clear answer. And a lot of people were like, oh, at that point, it doesn't matter. I'm like, then why is the book named Three Jokers? If that doesn't matter, I mean it's named three jokers because it's it's gonna it's what's going to sell. I mean I think titles and covers are the ultimate selling point. So I just think it's marketing one hundred and one on why it would be titled that. Now I understand that when you're marketing something, you need to, uh, you know, you're going to need to kind of, you know, placate to that. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I find it where with him playing that game, it gives you that leeway of what the Joker normally is where when you're reading issues and you think you're getting his origin story to only know that it was all a lie anyways. And something similar to how Ledger did his scars. Um, I I just feel it's one of those things where they're placating it, where it's still keeping that even with what happens at the end, which is why I think it's why it bothers you so much. Yeah. Uh, Well, he, he, he eventually does say, uh, you save the man who killed Thomas and Martha, who sent Gotham and you spiraling into the drain of despair. You saw the old uh, regretful sad sack chills became. You felt his pain and it gave relief to yours. Ha. I healed your greatest wound. So now I can be your greatest pain. Ugh. That has got to be the greatest line in this entire freaking series. And with the art that comes with it and the panel that comes next, he lunges at Batman full in chains and says, me, I will cut you and I will hurt you. I'll keep twisting that knife until the day we both die together. And then he just laughs. I'm telling you, if the book ended right there, it would have been perfect. You know, the more I read it, I do feel like Tinian took all of Jones' ideas. He cut him. He twisted the knife at the end of Joker War. Tinian, you're a friggin' bum. You guys, you can't even come up with your own stories. <laughs> no, man. This, this I'm, I, dude. There, there are very few books where I get goosebumps. This book was total goosebump worthy, um, and I thought, I'm like, wow, man, he he made Batman empathize and sympathize with the killer where now it's no longer and then you see at the end like you see Bruce Wayne is visiting Joe Chill like why Mm -hmm. you know I'm like oh man it's the day after the day after Joker tells him that Bruce knows this and he still goes to see Joe Chill Mm. he gives Chill that closure Chill dies holding Bruce's hand. Yeah. What? Like, what? Oh, big time. And then, and just because John's in Fabic just playing into that, they, you see the gravestone and it zooms in and it zooms in and it zooms in until you see the J.O., playing at the fact that he could have been instead of Joseph, he could have been a Joker. Yes. Yep. Bravo. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And, and then, then it went so downhill so fast. See, I gotta be honest. Like I kind of, I kind of dug this. Oh no, no, like, no, no. Now I I under I under well, which part don't you like, or is it is it both? I'm telling you, from the moment no, it no, says you have a, you have a Bruce moment, and then you have the- I I I don't like the Bruce moment. I don't like the Jason moment, and I don't like the ending. Okay, okay. So we're in Alaska. <laughs> we're in Alaska. Bruce is driving in the snow. 
uh, and he's hearing the world, the words like the world can never know your true name. And he's just, he's remembering that it looks like he has a picture, like a Polaroid that he's now discussing with Alfred in regards to, he's like, if Jason had killed them all, he's like, it'll never be over for Barbara or him, Alfred. And now you're seeing Barbara. Barbara's on her treadmills. You're getting, you're reading a letter from Jason saying that he wants to make a change, but he feels like he can't do that without her. And he kind of just, you know, he's, he's, he's opening up. He's done something he's never done before. And Barbara did something for him in issue two, which is yep. something that he has never experienced, which was an intimate moment of I empathy. Mean, of empathy he's never felt that before and i can see Mm -hmm. that's a very i mean it's really big when it comes to like people who have either victim mentalities or who have been victims that that one person that shows you something you've never felt before you tend to cling on to and it's one of those that you're kind of seeing that right now with barbara who seems to still be angry and she's still going through it you're having a it's kind of like barbara is still has the pain and the hurt bruce has had some sort of closure in regards to his hurt, but you know, he's got another issue to deal with and Mm -hmm. wants to improve on his hurt and, you know, make better choices. And he says, please give me that chance. And if not, if this is something that you will not, if you do not discuss this with me at all, you know, I will never bring it up. I will never bother you. Uh, you know, we'll just leave it as it is. I'll, you know, I'll understand. And when that happened, he he taped that letter to her door. It fell, and the janitor of the apartment building just swept it, where Barbara will never see it. That we that we know of. I saw somebody say online, the biggest hero of this book. I saw somebody online say the biggest hero of this book was the janitor. Really? (laughs) Sweeping it away so that way Barbara never sees it. That is great. Because, no, never in a million years. And I, Tony, I know you're listening to this. No, never in a million years do I want to see jason and barbara dating and i'll tell I, you why i i do not want to see them together but i in i liked the moment because it's still it's now like with what you're saying that you don't want jason to say it but you understand why he's saying it this is kind of that thing he's still pushing on a very uncomfortable situation but there has to be a way like this you would not have wanted it to end with him saying, what about us? And she goes, you know, and she's like, this is just not the time to talk about it. You need for it to have that closure where it's like, well, okay, it's swept away. So Barbara's never going to talk about it. So he'll understand. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was a way to give that moment closure. But I feel like with what Johns was doing with Jason Todd, I mean, it is. I will say this. Jason needs to get a better job to buy some better tape in that case. Or, like, the, or the door is just really dusty. And the tape was just never able to stick. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, they'll but, look like the cleanest apartments. Because here's here's the thing. For all of you people who have now had this new revelation of like, oh, John's almost created the best couple ever. This would be just as toxic as Harley being with Joker. And I'll tell you why. Codependency is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay. It's not 
okay for the person that is being the anchor, so mm-hmm. to say, for the relationship. And it's not okay for the person who is needing somebody in order to move forward in their life. Oh, I agree. I agree. 100%. So, so thank God this didn't actually happen. Oh, no, I didn't. I did not want it to happen, but I liked the moment because it needed closure from how it ended with them right after the whole situation. And he wanted to address it there. And obviously there has to be a way where we can kind of finally, no pun intended, like sweep it under the rug, like just it's gone. <laughs> I mean, but it's, you know, that's it. I, I feel like it needed to happen. Now, the moment that we have here where Bruce is now back with Alfred and they're talking and now he's like, not to sound like people think I do, Alfred, but I'm, but I'm Batman. I knew the Joker's name one week after we met. I read that and I my eyes had the same reaction as Alfred. Why? I don't understand the reasoning for asking the Mobius chair. But I need to I need to remember that Fabak did tweet, and it's kind of like now that you think about it, when he says that this is kind of like killing Joe Cannon, where depending if they want to use it or not, I'm like, look yes. at he, he literally threw killing joke cannon and we're and like the joker We're having the, the argument. Yeah. No, but even this, like the main joker that we know of is the killing joke bat. It's the comedian. Yeah. So I feel like he just threw that out there. I'm like, oh, you that like that was a subtle explanation, but I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. And yeah, if that is indeed the first one, so he's like, okay, so we could take this or we can leave it. So I mean, this isn't obviously this has to be in the leave it category because then it makes no sense with what he's doing. Or John's just wanted to continue the story, yeah. but this world is so much different than how Dark Side War ended that I, I guess it just doesn't matter anymore. Now, for the continuity junkies, like I'm pretty sure Jim's spirit came out of his body, threw up, and then entered his body again, so he did not throw <laughs> up on himself because that dude, that dude loves continuity. I mean, I mean, he's he's an encyclopedia. God bless him for it. But I can see this driving him crazy. For me, I was like, oh, holy crap. Even though in my mind, I still knew. I still knew, like, well, my God. Because even, no even still, I've, I've heard people even being upset of not even the Dark Side War continuity, but even with this continuity of the killing joke, making it to where the family didn't die. Now... Sorry for spoiling a how old is the killing joke now? 20 something? Yeah. Years old? From what you see, the two goons inform Joker to, oh, your family's dead. So I guess you can still do that job. Mm-hmm. Like, we never actually see it happen. So technically, continuity can still be there, but people are upset. It's very loose. Yes, because you can also play this into main continuity, technically, because Snyder teased in 
death of the family that he knew Joker's name. And he and that's when he he like threw himself off the cliff. And and Joker threw himself off the cliff. Yes. Because that would have ruined everything. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say if you would have ended it with the conversation with Joker just five pages before and use the last five pages as like nice little black and white sketch pages of like the first interactions with the three jokers. It would have been awesome. It would have been great, but you had to do this. I think this throws away like, and even Joker says it, it kind of throws away the concept of the Joker, you know? I don't know, man. And, I, I I felt like seeing this. I'm all about adding layers to a character. Mm-hmm. Now, do I ever want to see the Joker see them? No. Because I feel like that will complicate the integrity of what the Joker character is. But this, to me, gives me so much more... It made the beginning of issue two so much stronger to me. Because there he is placating with stuffed animals that he's still having a very twisted dinner with a terrified family. But in his own twisted way, you could see that he still thinks of them. It's just mm-hmm. it's very it's very perverted, but it's there. There's a twisted, sick human in there somewhere. It's just, it's completely lost. And seeing this, it's just one of those moments that you're like, oh my God, what if? I don't want the ifs to happen because I don't know how you could fix the Joker unless he just sees them and then he just straight up kills them. Like, back, back, like that's well, nothing. And, and that's the thing. I don't want to humanize the Joker. I, I don't want to. That's why I don't want him to see them because I feel like you're going to have no choice because of what he did in issue two, showing that deep down in there somewhere. Now, I don't, again, I don't want any redemptive qualities in Joker. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I enjoyed knowing, like, oh, there is a layer there somewhere that if you wanted to approach it, you can. I don't think you should, but I like that there is an opportunity to. And seeing this, it throws like, oh my God, what could what could be? I don't want it, but I like knowing that it's a possibility where, holy crap, one day down the line, Johns might want to be, if Johns is still a DC writer, <laughs> after this whole friggin' Ray Fisher Forbes thing, and like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, we already got the the thing from Fabak just saying like, all I ever wanted to do was work with Jeff Johns, and now he's like, I I guess he's a free agent now. I'm like, damn it! Like, we're not gonna see this anymore. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? He's been doing a lot of covers for Marvel, so if you still want his work, you can do that. Yeah, but it's Marvel. I don't care. <laughs> so all right hey before we do anything just because i mean i had no idea that we were going to go this long the other book we were going to talk about we're just going to have to maybe we can start it next week with it just because i i i'm going to have to end up going somewhere we're we're definitely going to be talking the last ronin okay okay yeah that's 
I just I'm like I I'm here. Wife's looking. I'm like, holy crap! We've been an hour fifteen on two books, but this is just what Clay and I do. But I do have to say, in in terms of keeping the integrity of a DC, this book needed to be discussed pretty thoroughly. Yes. And so, and, but I remember like Clay. I'm like, hey, did you read Three Jokers? He's like, I did. He's like, did you? Yup. And he's like, I think you wrote like biggest load of crap ever or something. I'm forgot. I forgot what you wrote. And I'm like, I. I- like that yeah yeah Yeah, something like that it's very clay (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like dude i loved it and then you're like well you're gonna have to explain to me on the show and because you and again i get it i i think i i've said from the beginning like the first one i think kept the integrity of what dark side war could be and why it was a thing once i read issue two i was like all right this is not gonna be what we want or or we were expecting i'm okay with it uh, so I just went along the ride because I'm okay with moving things if I'm totally engulfed in the story. Uh, yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I get the end, like the whole, the, you know, yeah, I know the Joker's name, but that's not what's important. It never has been. Um, so I, I like, I feel like, okay, we're getting what people want, which is okay. Even John's realizes like you can get to the deeper parts and, you know, enter like that humanity, but, you know, you could still keep it because at the end of the day, knowing his name is not what's important because that's actually what ruins the character. And so I, I understand what you're saying. I, I'm all about adding layers to a complex character because in this whole moment, all it did was add layers to the Joker while he didn't compromise anything. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a fear thing like, oh, my God, someone is going to screw this up if they want to touch this. And that's like, that's what I don't want. I just like that they show it. Because again, I mean, we saw the Joker end in the most twisted way possible. And then I see something like this. All I do is think about, oh my God, look at issue two. Like this guy in a really weird Joker way still thinks about them. And they're freaking alive. Yeah. So I I, I get it. But to me, I don't know. I thought I was like, holy crap, what could be? But I don't want it. Like, I do not want it. And if anything, I would say maybe Johns might be the only person I might trust with it, but I don't want him to do it. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't want it. Yeah, all I can say is that I'm happy this book came out. So now release the Johns caca. And just because now, I mean, he doesn't have anything <laughs> that I know of. So I could just know that I read a, to me, a great story of my favorite writer where I'm just going to feel really icky with the more details that come up, which is a bummer. Yep. But yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> three issues. Yes. <laughs> hands are- oh my gosh. But uh, with that guys, we are going to uh, put the show at a close. Uh, Mark, where can they find you? You can find me at Mark reads comics on Twitter. That's the only place you can find me. Cause I don't have any other social media. But you can, also, but you can also do CB underscore Legion, which is the comic page, and uh, message us there. Um, I mean, I mainly get all the DMs of anybody who wants to talk to me. It's on the private. I mean, Clay, I think, is more active on the main page than I am because he's a better person than I am. But because, <laughs> or he just doesn't know that he's using the page. Oh, I, I, I do. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Well, I can't just, like, go to my page and then start responding. So might as well just keep it going. But uh, you can find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, 
I have not been doing any spray painting because it has been cold and rainy here. Uh, not great weather for spray painting, but uh, I will get back to that as soon as the weather starts getting a little better. It's Texas. It'll be like next week or so. But uh, you can also find me on shows like the com- uh, oh, this one, Comic Book Legion podcast, the Batman News Weekly I don't, podcast. I don't think we have enough memory to name all the <laughs> the uh, Fanboy Comics podcast, the Ranger Alliance podcast, and very newly uh, Weird Science Marvel podcast with Jim from Weird Science. Uh, we're going to be covering Spider-Man. So whenever there's Spider-Man, I'll jump in there. Whenever there's Fantastic Four, I'll jump in there. And there's some other titles. So periodically, I'll be on that show. So I have five shows at the moment. That's insane. Uh, Jim has like 65, I think. So he's still beating me by a lot. But yeah, and also one thing that we have not been plugging, which I do apologize, but we are a part of the Nerdy Legion Podcasting Holy Network. <laughs> yeah. So uh, go check them out. Uh, a plethora of anything nerdy in there as well. Uh, so go check them out. Uh, and with that, guys, we will see you guys next week. A turtle is the last Ronin. I'm going to spoil that there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll talk about it next week. All right. See you.